everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is May 1st, 2022. Brenda's going to say it? This is where you always say, can you believe it's May? Uh, yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Uh, Brenda Spencer was close when she sang, or when she wrote, I don't like Mondays. It was actually Bob Geldof who sang it. Brenda Spencer didn't sing it. You remember Brenda Spencer? I don't. I think it's got to be, it's old time San Diego. Okay. I think it's about 1979-ish. Okay. Not, uh, uh, my ex lived over there. It's over Dave, uh, like Navajo Road, kind of like the 125. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and she's the girl in 79 that from the back of her apartment building shot up, I think it was the elementary school or the junior high school, and they found notebooks where she had written, I don't like Mondays. Oh, and remember, And then the Boomtown Rats made that song. Bob Geldof made oh, it. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. No, it's based on that girl, Brenda Spencer, shooting up San Diego. I was uh, literally just on that road on Thursday. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's kind of tucked in the back. It, yeah. It's kind of like if anybody was here, uh, they did a really cool memorial to the to the people. Because I remember, gosh, talking to my ex about it and others that lived here all the time. I mean, you can imagine, right? And I don't think it was that far apart from PSA. Yeah. And I mean, too, gosh, and then you go a couple of years later, you got James Huberty with San Ysidro, right? I mean, there were a whole lot of tragedies that San Diego is notorious for, for the wrong reasons. But the point of all that being is, dude, I just realized more and more, like, I goddamn hate Sundays. And I, I think I hate Sundays because at this point right now, it would be about uh, 52 I spent like the last 52 consecutive hours with my kids. Okay. And then Sunday night when you got to turn them back in, it's like it's like the end of vacation. Okay. It's such a drag. That's funny you say that. I mean, this is always fun. I always love yeah. this. This is why I'm glad we do this Sunday night because otherwise it'd be a complete drag. All right. I got to That's kind of funny how you, how you say that because as a kid, mm-hmm. you look forward to the weekend. You know, as a yeah. kid, I don't know how many people honestly love school. I mean, Friday when school's out, there's nothing better than that feeling of the weekend starting. What am I doing Friday? What am I doing Saturday? What am I doing Saturday night? And then around this time right here as we're doing the show, it's it's 8-11 right now as we're talking. Yep. You start thinking, I got to go to school tomorrow. I got to get up. Yeah. (laughs) Just I got to get up. Not even go to school. I got to get up. (laughs) And it starts all over where you're doing that five-day countdown going, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And so... For me, no, I understand what you're saying about the Sunday deal. For me, when we did a radio show Monday through Friday, yeah, it, you know, we were talking about this with, um, might have been with with Billy and Pete last week about yeah. how your, oh, yeah. your brain never turns off because you're always yep. thinking, I got another show to do. I got another show to do. And you were constantly thinking about material and, and you really don't get that break. Yeah. And so for that brief few hours, I think on Friday, when you yeah. get off the air that you go... Boom! I'm 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 not thinking about radio, and then right. it starts up Saturday morning again. What yeah. the fuck am I doing on on Monday? That job made me so goddamn neurotic. It does. It's really fucks up your head if you're already fighting depression. It's bad. But I I just we were just talking about tonight with um with my sons because usually on Friday night we'll try to figure out a plan. Yeah. Sometimes I'll take one of them. We'll go to dinner. And it gives a little one-on-one time with me, with one of them, and their mom with the other one. But um, she 
her friends had planned a birthday party for her. Yeah. And then I dropped on her like a week ahead of time. Oh, by the way, Dave and I are going to the Dodger game. She's like, oh, well, that's great. That was the night my friends were taking me out. So thank you to all of her friends who were nice enough to reschedule. And then I, I forgot again like three times, but she was out on Friday. Yeah. And, and this probably doesn't mean a lot to anybody, but I guarantee you Erica gets it. And I guarantee you others that have gone through a divorce and, and thankfully mine has been pretty good. But when she was gone on Friday night, the one thing we did was the NFL draft was going on. Games were going on. Yeah. Uh, Timberwolves game was going on that night. Dave, we literally just ordered round table yeah. and hung out, watched the draft, yeah. ate pizza, um, and then watched the wolves choke it away, the whole thing, and just kind of doing those things with your kids. And then yesterday, just kind of running around uh, during the day, down, spent the day in Coronado, appreciate Pete getting us the parking permit so we could get in. And then um, last night, they were cool because usually on Saturday night, we try to go out, we'll watch a movie, we'll go do something. And I said, I really want to watch this fight. The Katie Taylor, Amanda Siriano fight was unbelievable. And then uh, and then today, it was just like the weirdest thing. We were out, we went to lunch, we're driving around, and Jim Bettencourt is the guy who made me think of it. Okay. Jim posted a thing today on social media, Dave, and it's kind of funny. He said, I'm in the Carlsbad Mall which struck a nerve for me because I worked in that mall for a long time. Yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, look, I'm partially to blame for it. But he goes, the mall's not a whole lot going on. I just remember when I was in the Marines at Camp Pendleton, we were in this mall all the time. Yeah. And I, it made me laugh because working there, the Carlsbad Mall was always full of Marines like Jim and their stonewashed jeans and yeah. their yellow tank tops. And they're ninjas. They're ninjas. <laughs> Do you think Bentcourt drove a ninja? Yes. Going to Black Angus. <laughs> right? And go up there on Friday night. Drink some Lone Star. Yeah. And then line dance, whatever else they were doing. So we were out uh, driving around. And I said to my kids, I go, hey, you want to go to the mall? And they're like, yeah, what are we doing? I go, I don't know, Mother's Day's coming up. Maybe we find something. So, Dave, we went to the mall in Escondido because we were out in Mira Mesa. Okay. Dude, so fun. I really? cannot think of the last time I was in that mall. Yeah. North County Fair, I think is what it used to be called. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah I was trying to think in my head. North County Fair. Man, when I was younger, malls were my thing because that's where you always went to pick up girls. So right. Ho hopefully. Right. But, dude, I, honestly, God, I think I go to a mall once a year now. Uh, that's, I got to feel like the same. Like, yeah. we'll go to the Grove or something. Yeah. But I'm talking old school, indoor, yeah. like Ridgemont High Mall. And, Dave, I'm telling you, we had an absolute blast. Yeah. Because the thing that they had in there was uh, uh, virtual reality. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was uh, 10 bucks a guy. For 15 minutes, and they were racing at Daytona. Yeah. Now, they're pissed because, like, this it won't turn. It won't turn. But when you're looking at your two kids, you're sitting behind them. Yeah. Right? And it looks like they've got a 14-inch TV on their head, and they're looking at each other with these goddamn head things on it. I couldn't breathe. It's the funniest thing. 
Dad, are you looking? And I'm like, turn around. I can't even take you serious. It looks like you've got <laughs> like the Eddie Murphy, uh, yeah. Beverly Hills cop cell phone on your face. Like it's so big watching this thing. But we just, Dave, we had an absolute blast. How much do those things cost? Like if you wanted to buy that, what oh, would it cost? I, I don't know. Like, and I asked him, I said, how was that? Because you always see it in the store yeah. and it's like, oh, this is great, the whole thing. And they were like, yeah, that was pretty much one and done. Really? Yeah. So we paid, like I said, we I paid 20 bucks and it was yeah. 15 minutes for both guys. So it was like 10 bucks for 15 minutes. They raced Daytona and like a couple other things. They got you know, probably 20 minutes of racing it and they were done. God dang. You ever see that one? Well, I know you aren't a TikTok guy, right? Uh -uh. But there's one of those on TikTok where the grandmother has them on. And they open up her, her bedroom door. She has them on. Okay. And she's watching porn, dude. No way. She's fully playing with the balls and blowing the guy at the same time. And she has his glasses on and they bust her. She's all embarrassed. Jesus. <laughs> and, she's, and it's like, Jesus, Grandma. You can't ever look at her again the same. Nope. <laughs> I don't think. And, of course, they post it. Yeah. Yeah, because Grandma doesn't have TikTok. No, she's not going to see it. <laughs> but everyone else, so, three million other people have seen it. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm oh, feeling, God. I don't feel good. Oh, God. Uh, so then we come out. We're out in Escondido. And Saturday night, I'm taking their mom to Brian Regan. Oh, yeah. Out at Harris. Now, when's the last time you were out at Harris? I feel like we did. Dude, years and years. I went, with Vera. Were you out there with yes, Vera I was. at 1360 yeah. for like a, that was like a, a long, draft or yeah, fantasy football? That was a long time. That was like 15 years ago. Uh, Got to be pretty yeah. close. It was right? like 2008, I think. Mm -hmm. We yeah. were out there doing like a fantasy football thing, yeah. right? Yeah, it was with a Brian long way Wilson. out. It seemed like a long way out. So I say to my kids, I'm like, hey, I haven't been out here in forever. So I'm like, you cool instead of we just heading south and doing whatever if I just... I just want to make sure it's the same where I think it is. And uh, they're like, yeah, sure. So we went out. And Dave, you're making this drive. And I, I'm dying laughing. They're like, what's going on? I go, I went back to San Diego State yeah. in my 30s and got my two-year in casino management. Like, I got a casino management. It's not a degree, but whatever it is. Certification. Yeah, for casino management from San Diego State. Yeah. And I said, I drove out to these places going, okay, well, I'm going to come out here and interview. I'm like, we lived in La Mesa. Yeah. There's no, can you imagine making that drive every day? I go, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> but we go out, we go out to Harris, we check it out. And now I'm like, well, this is like 40 minutes. It feels like back to Escondido. I go, you know, I think if I go right here, It'll run me out to Ramona. So we're on some backstretch road. I don't know, 70 76. 76. 76 Dave. is a death trap. <laughs> it always feels like it's unsafe. It's a suicide trap. Yeah. I've never been on that road. Yeah. So we're, we're going. We got Spotify. And I'm like, it's the most random day ever. How we ended up at the mall. Yeah. Then we ended up at Harris. Then we ended up on the 76. But I tell you, if you're a parent and you got kids, it's one of my favorite days I've ever had. Cool. With them. It was just so much fun because we just look and, and there'll be these random houses out there. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. What if the path mom was on or I was on or the two of us were on took us out here? 
Yeah. And we lived in that house. What the fuck are we doing today? <laughs> like, I don't know. I go, who do you know? Yeah. Like, where do you go to play ball? Where do you go to hang out? But we just uh, were circled out through Santa Isabel and came back down, and, and it was just great. And we, we went to dinner tonight, and we're just hanging out. And I was like, that's a most, you know, because we've yeah. been doing Kings games and movies and all these different things. I go, that was just the most random, fun day. How long were you in the car? You know, we split it up, but I think we left for lunch at noon. Okay. And that was the other funny thing. We're like, we thought our whole day was going to be over in like PB. Yeah. So we just went to In-N-Out. We're laughing. We're like, what's the last time you were at In-N-Out? A week ago for me. Were you really? Yeah. Fucking love yeah. it. Never gets old. The problem it, is if you go through the drive through and I know they move fast, the lines are so long. It's easier just to walk in. It is. We're at the one. I'm right by the one in PB, right yeah. off the five. And so, Dave, I was thinking like, oh, we'll go down Garnett. We'll go hang out. We'll watch yeah. the Warriors game. Right? Jack wants to watch that. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck, in and out. It's right there. And I go, when's the last time you guys were there? Like, shit, I don't know. I go, I can't think either. That was amazing. What do they get? Just double-double. Okay. With the fries and everything and the yeah, drink? fries well done. Okay. Get a drink. And they don't go crazy. Like, I know their mom will go animal style or yeah. things like that. <laughs> I got their a buddy mom will go eight bite. Has the whole, <laughs> has the whole secret menu. Yeah. He's like almost 400 pounds. But dude, he knows this whole secret menu. And then he brings it back to his house for whoever's there. And I'm like, where did you order this? And yeah. It's the secret menu. And he goes, I know about it. I'm like, no kidding. What do you, th what do you, what do you think about a secret menu guy? I think it's a little strange. And what, what, what's the deal? Why is it a secret menu? Why don't they just offer it? What the yeah. fuck's going on? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Have you ever walked out of there disappointed after Never. getting a double-double? Never. Do you Never. need that six by eight? Yeah. 12 by 12 or it's whatever. So, so goddamn funny to me. It's, and he but, looks at us like, I got connections. I'm like, did you pay for it? Of course I did. Connections? You have it's no all, connections? It's all on Google. And find the whole thing. You just look at your phone. If you work there, you're like, ah, fuck, another secret menu guy. I Honestly, whatever gets you to five o'clock, right? <laughs> you do you. Nobody's <laughs> like, hey, hey, Bob, watch the counter. I got to run out and get a picture with the secret menu guy. Yeah. Hey, you mind if I lean in here? Hang on, let me take this. Ah, right, let me put the flash on. Hang on, where'd you find that menu? I got connections. Yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't tell anybody either. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck all the way off. All the way off and keep walking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's it? Boy, I bet your parents are high. Oh, my God. They're uh, happy. Yeah, both. Both. <laughs> hey, so... Hey, so what happened with Kyle? Well, probably not Kyle, because Flugs will be like, why is it me? What happened with fill in the blank? Is he, did he pursue that music career? Nope. He didn't. You're never going to believe it. Oh, tell me. I'll, I'll do my best. He learned the entire secret menu. That's it. At Applebee's, In-N-Out, <laughs> Chipotle. Did you know, Chipotle, you can get one steak taco and two chicken? Fuck you. Oh, my God. Fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> Talk to my son. He knows it. Dude, speaking of your son, all right, I got I to ask this question. Yeah. Your, your son did something the other day that we all do, but he put his name on it. Yeah. He did a mock draft. Yes. And I love the fact that he put it out there, and then you put it out there, too, supporting him. 
Yeah. And what I thought was funny was he has a dad that obviously has been around NFL talk forever. Yeah. I'm mean, longer than he's been alive. Oh, yeah. And he put himself out. I've never even seen you do a mock draft that you no. posted. And yet he posts it. Yeah. And this was a tough one. In his defense, oh, yeah. like, dude, I didn't do a mock draft because I have no idea that what the great. fuck's about to happen. Yeah. And I'm looking at his draft. Like, I have it printed out. And I'm yeah, watching so the fun. draft. That's and I'm told. like, poor Jack. And I'm like, this kid will never do one again. And oh, I'm, no, he'd do another one. What he, oh, fuck Was yes. he losing his mind when he couldn't nail he was one? So, no, he was so funny. Uh, dude, my son Jack is the absolute king of zero fucks. Given. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. So I said to him, I go, how'd your draft go? And he didn't cuss, but he's like, when was the first trade? Trade was like at pick two or pick three? Yeah, it wasn't pick pick two because uh, Aiden Hutchinson went to Aiden the Aiden Hutchinson Lions. went to the Lions. Yeah. By the way, I called Dan Williams and congratulated him. He's like, dude, we're the Lions. Yeah. That kid will probably have a knee injury dude, by August. He's going to do shit against Georgia. Good luck against the Packers, asshole. Um, <laughs> that goes for you too, Matty. <laughs> no, he, dude, he had a blast. He yeah. said, I just said, hey, send it to me. Oh, my God. I was dressed up for him. For oh. your son. I was like, oh, my God, Jack's freaking out right now. Because, look, here's the deal. In all honesty, I didn't check Kuiper's. Kuiper, in a good year, honestly, only gets six. Yeah. Six out of 32. Well, that's all he gets paid to do. Yeah. Your son's just a football fan in the toughest draft of all time to figure yeah. out. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I wonder how Jack's doing. That's all I kept going oh, through my yeah. mind the no, whole time. Is Jack doing care. okay? He didn't care. He was all fired up because he had uh, Malik Willis going to the Titans it just took nine rounds to get there. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. No, he didn't, he didn't care. He didn't was, was so yeah. funny. When he nailed the, the center from Iowa going to the Ravens, he's like, he had to be like, fuck yeah, I called that shit. That was such a weird draft. That's like, what I was saying. It was. Like the Vikes passing on Hamilton. Trading maybe. with the Packers was weird for the Vikes. And trading with the Lions. Yeah. They trade with the Lions at, at uh, 12. Yeah, I mean, you trade inside your division. Very, very strange. And there were so many trades going on. No, he... He didn't give a shit and no. he wasn't depressed about good. Oh, God. No. Oh, I was panicking for him. I'm like, oh, my God, this kid's going to go, holy fuck, I can't nail no. anything. And my dad posted it. Oh, yeah, he didn't care. He, he, <laughs> he didn't care. He'd do another one tomorrow. Oh, that's He fine. loved it. Good. But, um, it was the right attitude. Uh, but we were laughing watching that draft. I mean, for me... It's probably the most uneventful NFL draft I can remember in the last 20 years. I agree. Raiders didn't have a first-round pick. The, the city teams, Jets, Giants, yeah. all had multiple picks, Texans, all these kid teams you don't care about. There were, no quarterbacks were going. Right. No real sexy pick in yeah. the draft. So it was just kind of, yeah, it is what it is. The entire Georgia defense got drafted. Yeah. Yeah. But the Vikes, like, the Vikes pissed me off. You know, when they trade out, because I'm like, Hamilton's going to fall, fall right to him. And they need help in the secondary. Yeah. And then they they trade back, and they get the kid seen, Lewis seen, the safety, which is fine, from Georgia. But I was saying to Jack, I'm like, dude, this is a flashback to a couple years ago when they had the last pick in the first round. They took Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm like, maybe they take Malik. Yeah. And let Malik sit behind Cousins and then figure out where you go. And that would be pretty exciting. Well, they take scene there. And then as you come in to day two, Ed Marinero. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Read I'm the like, card. Read the card, Ed. Hey, you know what, everybody? It was really hard for me to get a Viking purple coat. But guess what? I did it. And you're like, just read the pick. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. And... <laughs> There's a lot of crazy shit happening in Vegas. Yeah. And so then, you know, you go through it. The Raiders yeah. didn't pick till the end. But 
We watched it on Friday night. We yeah. had a good time because I think we were just kind of watching to see uh, Nicobe Dean. Yeah. Which I was hoping would fall. You know, the Vikes had plenty of opportunities to take him and skipped over him or Malik. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I watched, you know, Dave, I was going back and forth. But when, you know, they're saying, uh, what's his name? Uh, the little twerp, uh, Rappaport. Yeah. He's got a pec injury and he might need surgery. And I saw McShay or somebody else was like, well, so what? Yeah. So what? He's going to be an impact player and we're in the third round. Go get him. And that was exactly my thinking. So I don't know. We'll see, but it's still fun. The draft's always a fun time. Yeah. The, the NFL, we talk about this all the time. It's just amazing how the NFL has such a control or hold on sports in general that mm-hmm. they play 17 games a year, yet they own the entire calendar. Oh, yeah. They own the For whole sure. calendar throughout the year. And then you look at the NBA, whose biggest day outside of playoffs or NBA finals is mm-hmm. Sunday, is, excuse me, Christmas Day. Yeah. And the NFL goes, well, fuck you this year. We're yeah. running three how games. About that? We're going to run three games, and our three games are going to blow your NBA games out of the they water. Will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's uh, it, and I understand Good. Christmas falls on a Sunday, but the NFL does not give a shit. They, right. they sit there and they determine what happens. Yeah, it's good. I will say um, the NHL playoff, I mean, I've enjoyed the NBA playoffs. Are you, you, know? are you watching? You watching because your son's a Warriors fan? Yeah, and I want to okay. see Memphis get beat. Yeah. I, do you I really, really do. Memphis yeah. is the team I'm rooting for. Well, whatever they claim... Dude, you know what it is. When teams go across the logo, you're like, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. And look, the Wolves, as a Wolves fan, from the day they came in, uh, just the most insanely frustrating series, right, to watch them and their inability to close. And just, they were looking for ways to lose, and Memphis knew it, and Memphis took advantage of it. So big, because we're like John Morant. John Morant's dad, could he be a bigger douche? Yeah. I'm sick of that guy already. And, uh, but then at the end, you know, they're, they're basically dancing on the logo. Now, Morant and whoever else it was says, oh, we didn't mean to bullshit. You know what you're doing. So I'm like, all right, my son loves Golden State. My friend Joe Carlo is a trainer and she's training Kevon Looney and Moses Moody every day, every game and has been all year. So that's kind of exciting, right? I'm cheering, I'm cheering for the Warriors for that. And then that game today I, Dave, I was saying, I mean, I, I thought Toronto would have a chance and then they got eliminated yeah. the other night. But man, if you're Memphis and you really had a chance to steal that one at home, yeah, not even steal it, just yeah. win it. Yeah. And Me- you gave that game back away. Memphis has been a surprise team the whole year. I mean, as you said, you look at Morant, no one else knows anyone else. They're just playing exciting basketball yeah. and they're, they're playing. They are at, good. They are. They're playing outside their shoes. I mean, there's something to be said about playoff experience and they have yeah. none. You right. know, they have none. They've, they've had an amazing season, surprising to everybody. And John Morant might be the most exciting guy to watch in the Unbelievable, league right, right now. But the Warriors, look where they were a year ago when it was a yeah. complete disaster. Even two years ago, yeah. the last two years. And now you look and you go, okay, Clay Thompson, and you look at, you know, Curry, and you're going, all right, this is another run with another group of young players they have yeah. coming up that the Warriors are a team nobody wants to face. No. You know, even the Suns, as good as they were, they don't want to face them. I mean, the Suns have banged up players now. Chris Paul, who's, you know, 100, played out of his mind the other day. And you're sitting there going, man, the, the Warriors, I think, are a team a lot of people root for because this is their last go. Yeah. I, I feel it's their last go. Some people say, ah, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm telling you, I, they're just, they're old. I mean, yeah. the best players are old. 
so much money locked into yeah. to Curry moving forward, Clay moving forward. But it's uh, it, it it is fun. You want some superstars still in it, and I don't know anyone that hates Steph Curry. It's hard to hate the the best shooter of all time, and he's been an underdog since he came to the league from Davidson. I mean, the guy couldn't get a scholarship offer to Duke or to North Carolina. Goes to Davidson, and then his NBA career has been insane to the point where the Wolves didn't believe it. They drafted two point guards instead of him. Ugh. <laughs> Fuck. What's Johnny Flynn doing? God, he's great. He's goddamn great. He's <laughs> great. So, as he said, NHL gets going, right? NHL Tuesday, to me, is one of the best. I mean, it starts tomorrow. Yep. But Tuesday night, you have three series that are going to be great. So there was a loophole, Dave, last year in the NHL salary cap, and I think it still may be in effect, where you basically could hide guys on injured reserve and their salary wouldn't work against you. Oh, I had no idea. And so last year, the Tampa Bay Lightning took advantage of the loophole. Yeah. But the team that ended up winning the Stanley Cup for the Lightning was somewhere like at least 11 and maybe closer to like $15 million over the cap. It was crazy. Yeah. Brayden Point was out, all these different things. And a lot of guys around the league were incredibly frustrated by it. Well, Tampa's back in, and they play Toronto starting Tuesday. Now, Toronto has not even dropped the puck. And everywhere you look, it says, if Toronto doesn't get out of the first round, heads will roll. I mean, we played one game. That's because the Leafs are... As cursed as any team I've ever seen. They've not won a Stanley Cup since 67. One of the original six, right? And yeah. now people are like, okay, Austin Matthews, unbelievable year. Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Nylander. But Dave, they got an, a run-of-the-mill goalie in Jack Campbell, who used to be the Kings' third goalie. Now he's the starter for Toronto. But everybody in the league is like, let's go, Leafs. Get this together and put Tampa out. Again, Tampa just played the game by the league's rules. But when you end up being like 15 or whatever the number was, well over $10 million over the cap, a lot of people would like to see them knocked off their perch. Also, on Tuesday night, you have Minnesota against St. Louis. Now you go, okay, well, that's a big deal. Who cares? Well, the fun thing about that series, Dave, is that has probably as much as any series in the opening round has the best chance to be old school Bruins flyers hockey of the seventies. Yeah. The blues are a big, tough team and the wild went out, got Nick Delorier from uh, the ducks. They got Jake Middleton from the sharks. They got much tougher and that series will be high scoring, but that will probably be the most physical series of any that gets started and then uh, at 7.30, Tuesday night, America's team, the gutty little L.A. Kings on the road against Edmonton. Edmonton has been in their head all year. And when you have Connor, uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, amongst others, it's pretty tough. They also have probably one of the most hated guys in the league in Evander Kane. But the Kings are probably at least a year, if not two years, ahead of schedule and so when you look at it, you go, coming right out of the gate, uh, so many people want to see, can Toronto finally get out of the first round? They haven't been out of the first round in forever. Minnesota-St. Louis should be rock'em, sock'em hockey. All of these games are on ESPN and ESPN2, so it's not like you got to go find outdoor life 
or sci-fi or any of these bullshit channels you have to look at. And then uh, the Kings. Kings in Edmonton should be really, really good. And uh, first two up in Edmonton. But Kings are kind of playing with house money. But it would be nice if they could get uh, get a win up there. What's your prediction? I got to take my Kings. I mean, I'm are you betting t- with your heart or your head? 100% with my heart. Okay. I, I mean, you know, Jack K. Dice saw them play the Oilers twice this year at Crypto.com. And they, they, they got run off the ice. But the thing that I like about this team a lot is there have been times when you have counted them out and then they come together. Yeah. So Jonathan Quick's played great, Dave. He looks like the Jonathan Quick of 2012 and 2014. So, uh, yeah, check out some NHL. I, I think you'll like it. And, again, like I said, these games are all on ESPN. But Tuesday night is really fun because all three of these games are kind of running. I think Maple Leafs in Toronto, Minnesota and St. Louis should start relatively close to the same time. And then Kings and Edmonton at 730 on ESPN, too. There you go. All right, so your Padres, all right? Yeah. Padres on the road. Really should be 6-0 on this road trip. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. unfortunately, uh, your guy Hosmer made a, made an error yesterday. Had a ball that should, he should have had. They ended up losing the game in the end. But they ended up rallying back. They went 5-2 today to close out the series with the Pirates. Joe Musgrove pitched, okay? Mm-hmm. It was outstanding. Seven innings pitched, one and a run, ERA at 197. He's now 4-0 on the season against his former team. That report that came out the other day that the mm-hmm. Padres offered him an extension was insane. Insane. Ins- <laughs> insane. $11 million a year is what they offered him. $11 million a year. Come on. And if that with the attitude it's like is... like Drew Pomeranz money. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Right? It's embarrassing because Musgrove not only has given you everything you could possibly want in a He's hometown everything. hero coming home, gave you the first no-hitter. The guy loves being a Padre. They're trying yeah. to take advantage of the fact that he's a San Diego kid Stupid. that loves being a Padre. Just because he gives you everything that you want doesn't mean that you fuck him over. Right. Don't think he's not going to remember it. His agent's not going to remember it when the season ends and he becomes a free agent and going, these guys undercut me. You know, well, they, they, they try to take advantage of everything that I've given back and done, you know, more so. Not only have I lived up to the contract I'm currently earning, but at the same time, I've given you more than you ever thought you were going to get when you traded for me. You know, it's really funny is looking back a couple of years ago, we talked about this team and we said, okay, what is going to happen when we get to that certain point, right? And Paddock and Gore and Tatis. Yeah. And we talked about a couple other guys that were in the system at that time. Patino, right? Some of these guys, what are we going to do when all of the extensions come up at the same time? We said, well, guess what? It's going to be a great problem to have. Well, little did we know that the guy outside of Tatis, who is going to be most, what's the phrase I want? The one that's going to mean the most to the fan base wasn't any of the other guys. It wasn't Paddock yeah. or Hedges or, or Patino or any of these other guys. It's, it's 100% Joe Musgrove. And if Tatis is one, Musgrove is 1A. It's not like Musgrove's two or three. Yeah, This means a lot. And they... Dude, when you look at everything, he checks so many boxes, Dave. Right? First no-hitter, San Diego guy. He's everything you want on and off the field. You you cannot, you cannot, no matter what Pete Seidler says or, or does or anything else, you cannot afford to fuck that up. You just can't. 
Now, the Myers money comes off the books, right? Hosmer's money drops down, but there's other guys that are getting raises and everything else is moving around. Why isn't it a five-year, $100 million deal? It's amazing. I and, mean, and, but that could and, be it, right? Well, you hope. You hope he would sign for $20 million. I mean, $20 million for a big-time starter, maybe that's not the, the correct amount of money. He's, dude, he's I mean, legit. Uh, uh, is he? I mean, that's that's half the money of what Scherzer's getting. And I understand he's not Scherzer, but let's say you finish this season, let's say, with an 18-3 and three record. I mean, do you look at Joe right now? Well, I'll ask you. When you look at Joe in the rotation, yeah. for most teams right now, do you feel like Joe's a one, a two, a three, or, or lower? I think he's a two. I think he's a legit two. Yeah, I think he's a two. He's not DeGrom. He's not Bueller. He's a two. But he, I mean, you're watching what he's doing. Yeah. And, and, I, and again, he has a World Series ring. He's played with good teams. I don't know why uh, Agler was out today. Agler was off and Scan called I it. heard that. That was strange. Yeah. Nothing against Scan. Boring as fuck. Yeah, I mean, just doesn't I mean, do it. It's not his role, so yeah. he gets thrown in to do it. But Scan was talking today from a pitching standpoint and talking about the difference from Melvin, to, uh, from Tingler to Melvin. And Junior jumped in on this. I thought it was really, really good. And he said it's the difference in what Bob Melvin expects out of the staff this year and the idea that all these guys are going six and seven. Yeah. Junior made a very good point, which was, well, the other difference is last year, all your starters had thrown 90 pitches through five innings, and they're not doing that this year. Yeah. And as Tony said, not Jace Tingler or anybody else's fault. It's a pitcher fault. But boy, oh boy, has Joe Musgrove adapted to that beautifully, right? Yeah. And no, he's solid seven every night out. Yeah, he's he's probably the one guy in that staff that you can count on to go seven, right? I would the say. Other, the other thing is this. You, they were in a situation, as you're right, not only are their pitch counts crazy high. I don't know if other people do what I he do. He was but, at 71 pitches through six innings today. Yeah. 71. But when I watch a game on TV, I'm always looking at pitch count numbers. Always. Because I want to see how far can we predict this guy's going to go. Uh-huh. And you see, it, you see it all the time. That's why when we're looking at Nick Martinez, where he's going, man, how's he at 100 pitches already in the fifth inning or yeah. into the fourth inning? And you're like, man, too many pitches, too many pitches. You start trying to figure it out. But also, remember, now that you have a DH, you aren't thinking, well, shit, do I pinch hit here right. to try and create some offense because we're struggling? Right. But you, not, you never have to worry about it. You go, you, you can go as long as you can up until about pitch 100, and we'll be fine offensively because I don't have to worry about your spot in the batting order coming up. I actually think Joe's probably a 1.5. I think he, I think he's the one for the Twins. I think he's, uh, you know, I, I think, Dave, I think there's a handful of teams looking at where he is this year in 2022 where you watch him and you go, he might be their one. And honestly, oh, I, he, I think he's the Padres one right now. Yeah, I think. I mean, 4-0 with an ERA under two. Yeah. I think, but I'm just saying like where you yeah. would, if if you're signing him, right? If you're another team that's looking at him. So you're looking at $30 million a year. God, he might be. Yeah. And honestly, God, so you're looking at a guy that's about 30 years old and you're looking at about $30 million a year. Six years? Six years, I think would be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean but 11 million a year? What are you, your fucking mind? Dude. It's not fuck. Tim Hill. Fuck. He's not Drew Pomeranz. I mean that's it. That that that's it's such an insult to him that you know. And now that the season has started, you know, hey, we'll talk about it at the end of the year. Oh fuck! They they fucked this yeah. up already. They already yeah. fucked it up. But I'm telling you, 
that's the one guy out of anybody on that roster outside of Tatis. That's the one guy you could not afford to fuck up. Right? Yeah, and they did. To this point. To this point. I mean, yeah. come on. If that was you, in your mind, you're, you can't. You, you're sitting there you, you telling you. got to make it happen. Yeah, you're it telling your agent, what. you're telling your parents, you're selling everyone. You know what? If the, I'm going to do the best I can this year because it means a lot to me for my contract, number one, but I'm not going to forget the fact they try to lowball me with this bullshit. Yeah, there's a huge market for him. Yes. Huge Dude, market. For, name a team that wouldn't want him. Yeah. At this point, name a team in baseball that would not want him. He's unbelievable. He's a horse, man. Look at the yeah. size of this fucker. He's yeah. huge. Yeah. And he, and he brings it. I don't know. I heard a caller and coach's show the other day made but a good point. Say? He said he thinks the pod should trade Lamette to the Nationals for Juan Soto, straight up. Hey, I tell you what, you know, you're probably going to have to put something else in there now. I don't know. Camposano can really hit. Fuck. Fuck are we doing here? Um, how about Lamette <laughs> going to the Mets? What are we doing here? Lamette's going to go to the Mets. All right. I, I mean, completely ruined that kid. Dude, he's, completely. he offers nothing right now. Without that slider, he's nothing. Yeah. And I like that they're saying that the that the pods are going to get multiple players. Who, who are they going to yeah. get? Dom Smith? <laughs> Wally I mean, Backman. That, Wally Backman. Who are you getting back? Yeah. No idea. I mean, they're just, they're committed. Another catcher? He loves those catchers. Fuck. Loves those catchers. Yeah, what are we going to do? So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they gave that game away yesterday, but now you go to Cleveland for two. Yeah. Clevenger pitches on Tuesday, which would be great. Um, and off you roll. But, yeah, I mean, that's good. They, yeah. Look, uh, as they pointed out again today on the broadcast, Musgrove goes seven, right? I didn't see because I was moving around what – um how deep they had to go in the bullpen. I saw Tim Hill came out, but then uh, how they ended up closing it out or what? who else threw. But off day tomorrow, a couple of days in Cleveland, you're off and yeah. running. And then you have Clevenger making his uh, return against his old team. Yeah. So you had Suarez who jumped in, Tim Hill jumped in, and Rodgers jumped in. What okay. Suarez do? Suarez uh, came in with, uh, oh boy, did not record an out. One hit, one earned run, two what? walks. ERA five five nine. Yeah, Tim Hill actually got out of it, right? Tim Hill got out of it, lowered that ERA to seven two zero, and your boy Rogers uh, again one inning, two Ks, ERA is zero. Picks up the save. Um, picked up the save. Save number nine for Rogers. So he's he's done very very well. You look at some of these guys on these other teams, man. I mean, they're doing what they're yeah. supposed to do. I understand you beat the teams on your schedule. Yeah, but holy shit, the Reds like don't even belong in Major League Baseball. Crazy man, uh, that Pirates team. Watching those guys, yeah. I'm like, what do you? How do I mean, you even get excited for that? The starting pitcher for the Pirates today fell to 0 and 4 as an ERA 532. Ah, and you're going, holy shit! You know what I, I've been doing is, David, I've been, it's so, May. Yeah, <laughs> not like it's August. No, it's May first. I was trying to do. Uh, I've been trying to do what you you always do. You always pay attention to announcers around the league. So I have mm -hmm. the baseball package. So. Not only will I watch the Padres, obviously, I, I, I get mud and done. Mm -hmm. But for like the Dodgers or other teams, I'll follow Angels, whatever. I try and listen to the other broadcasters. So yesterday I watched the Tigers broadcasters. Okay. Number one, poor Kurt Gibson is, he's not doing well. Everyone knows right. health-wise he's not doing well. And he sounds like he's not doing well. But Jack Morris yesterday was the color analyst. Oh, okay. okay. So Jack Morris, everyone knows Hall of Famer, won more games in the 80s than anybody else. 
And Jack Morris said something that I thought was interesting because you became a Jack Morris fan when he was with your twins. Absolutely. He goes, first time through the lineup, man, I just fucking threw fastballs inside nonstop. <laughs> he said, first time through. And he goes, most guys, number one, don't want to get hit on the hands. They don't want to get hit, period, but especially the hands. And he goes, I would live on that fastball. And then as the game went on, I would start going outside part. But I would, uh, I would let them know the inside part of the plate's mine. Like it. And he would go all the way through. And as crazy as that sounds to me that, hey, this is going to be his thing. And, you, you know, everyone knows what guys' tendencies are. Obviously, it worked for Jack Morris. Mm-hmm. He says he hates the way guys attack hitters today. Then I listened to uh, Ron Darling, who said oh, something yeah. that, that I love the changeup. To me, the changeup is the hardest pitch to hit. But Ron Darling said about the changeup, i got to ask Trevor Hoffman this question. He says, when you throw the changeup, your goal every time is to bounce the ball right on top of the plate. Because you never huh. do. But that's when you're throwing it, that's your goal is to hit the hit, land it right in the middle of the plate. And he goes, no one ever does it. You know, go to the catcher's glove, roll bounce, skip into the dirt, whatever. But he yeah. goes, that's your that's your goal when throwing it. That's the way he goes. We were all taught to throw the changeup. Never heard that before. Now, somebody wow. listening right now go, of course, dipshit. Yeah. Dude, have you ever heard that before? That you're no. trying to literally bounce the ball right on the plate? No, they were just talking on this. It was good. It was Agler and Junior talking about somebody who's for the pods thrown an effective changeup. And it was all about the arm delivery yeah. in the same speed. Exactly right. For fastball and changeup. And you want to you get a, a differential of at least 10 miles an hour. Yeah. But they, but Junior's point was, Trevor's really wasn't even close to ten. Fastball at the end was what ninety. Yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe and, right. I think Trevor was close to about eighty-seven. And the changeup was about eighty-three. Well, it was yeah. It's, but it still came out different. Yeah. And it it locked you up. Yeah. So now it was it, it's I find it I like announcers I that that, that te- me too. It's one thing I was, you know, tease Mud about because Mud is very, very entertaining. Everybody loves Mud. We love Mud. Yeah. But I, I always want to know the game that we don't know from every announcer. You know, teach me something. You know, that's why I like Tony Romo. I like those those broadcasters. You know, a lot of people hate Hubie Brown. I loved Hubie Brown because he yeah. would, he would show you something. He would tell you something you don't know or what they're trying to do. What Mud's going to teach you to do is blow a three run lead, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> Get so pissed, throw your hat. Yeah. Spill your beer. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, be grouchy for the next day. <laughs> All right, changing, changing topics. I had a weird uh-huh. conversation with a mutual friend of ours today. Okay. We are talking about stuff you do to fall asleep. Okay. Yeah. And so for me, I, I have like a, a sound machine that I use to fall asleep. It used That's to funny. be, I'd have to, with Alexa or whatever, I'd say play the sound of rain and it would mm-hmm. help me fall asleep. Now it's, uh, you know, babbling brook or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. But it makes me, helps me fall asleep. So I was talking to our friend a couple hours ago. He was right here. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that went out and he just bought his first gun. And he has the gun ready to go. Oh, and he boy. practices all the time, grabbing that gun out of the nightstand, propping up on the bed, nervous. facing. Yeah, makes you nervous. Like this guy, we know this guy. Can't hold right. a gun. Shouldn't be doing this. And so he says to me. I go, uh, so do you have a, a, a sound machine? Do you use a sound machine? I said to him, and he goes, yeah, man, I got the sound machine. Then I got the fan going, and then I got another machine across the room that makes noise. He's like, three things going at once. And I said to him, dude, if someone actually broke into your house, you would never hear it. Yeah, you never know. And then he says, yeah, besides that, I'm high as a fucking kite. He's, <laughs> <laughs> I go, what? 
And he goes, man, he goes, every night, 930, he goes, I just light up. And he goes, light up. And, he, and I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I blow a giant puff of smoke. And if it's not big enough, I'll take another hit. And then he goes, at 12 o'clock at night, I got to pee. And he goes, I do it again. And at 2 o'clock, I do it again. You know, you know the mutual yeah. friend. He's the last guy you think would do this. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no chance him with a gun hearing anything, yet he's he admitted he's high as a goddamn kite. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got somebody telling me, hey, I got Dave, I got to stop real quick. I said all those playoff games were Tuesday night. I had my days wrong. Everything starts tomorrow. What the fuck? I know. I just Shit. put it in my phone. Well, sorry. But it's good news for everybody. You'll When you hear this, it'll be tonight. God damn, that would have sucked, especially for me. Because I got yeah. nothing going tomorrow. So, I'm sorry, the games to watch all start tomorrow night. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Good. Sorry, I should have known that. Oh, good, um, good, good deal. But I have friends that are always hyping me on edibles. Yeah. You had edibles. I had right? edibles once. It, it, it took a long time to come down. I don't, uh, yeah, that's my fear. I don't have anything. Dude, it took like 12 hours. But, I ate way too much. I was like, someone bought me a cookie. Yeah. It was about the size of this computer screen. And I didn't realize you're just supposed to take a piece off. I ate the whole yeah. fucking cookie. Oh, that'll fuck you up. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> no, at night, it's really weird. Like, I was saying tonight, you know, Sunday nights fuck me up. Yeah. Because last night, what time is it? So it's 8.54. Yeah. Okay, last night at this time, the fight's just ending. My sons and I wanted to go out because they hadn't, they'd eaten at like 2 o'clock. And we ran out, grabbed something quick to eat. Quick little drive around, some music, hanging out, conversation, the whole thing. Super fun, right? Yeah. And I said to him, it's the weirdest thing in the world how 24 hours screws me up so much. Because if you talk to us last night at 9 o'clock, like, hey, you want to run? Grab something cool. We'll do the whole deal. Off we go. And if you talk to me at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night, it might as well be 3 in the morning. But only on Sunday. It's not Monday. Monday, Tuesday, yeah, because you just get into your routine and the days get going and everything's fine. But you mentioned that, and it was Friday night. Um, we had been over there watching the draft, and I think, Dave, for me, Friday, it's just because I was saying to my sons, yeah, I leave the house at 7 in the morning and then podcast or seeing them or doing yeah. whatever. A lot of times, I don't get home till 10, 10, 30, Sometimes 11. Yeah. Every now and then I can get the chance to run by the house, throw a pair of sweats on before coming down here. But Friday night, by the time Friday night hits, man, I am beat up. And so we had watched the draft, had some dinner, did everything. And I got back and their mom started texting me. I was like, God damn. Who's texting me so late? Dave was 10 15. <laughs> like during the week, I don't go to bed till like eleven thirty, if not later. Friday at 10 15, I was out. No sound machine, no edible, no fan, yeah. nothing. Just uh and I say it to my sons all the time. I think it's just when you're in right, you're just in your comfort zone. And they're over. We're watching TV. Yeah. My son, Caden, I love Survivor. So you might be watching Survivor. You're just hanging out. Uh, you know, where I'm at, I get I get the, the wind coming in off the ocean, right? It gets cool down there. And, man, 10 o'clock, I'm old that's man funny. river. I'm done. <laughs> but uh, that's it. And then um, I asked you, I talked about because Sunday night, I want this thing to be over quick because they've released the last – 
episodes. I think there's seven. Yeah. The last seven of Ozark. Yeah. So I think it's eight, nine. I think either there's 12 or 14. I'm not sure. I don't even want to look because I'm afraid I'll see something in the in just the, in the, the preview. Oh. Yeah. That'll that'll screw something up. Yeah. But um I won't I won't say eight yeah. was really it's enjoyable. Good. I gotta I gotta catch up. And yeah. then nine was okay, but they're they're building the story. But good. I wanna get those over before somebody fucks it up. Man, there's a lot of good shit on TV right now. I, yeah. I, I was trying to get Jeff to watch Barry. You haven't seen him started watching it. They're in season three. Winning, I haven't seen that. The Lakers show I love, Winning Time. I outstanding. Know. I'm watching watching the end of Better Call Saul. And how many, then how many more episodes do we have of Winning Time? I think there are only ten per per season. So we have what, two left? Yeah, what's the ninth? I think it's ninth? the ninth. I think number nine tonight. Damn. Yeah, so no, there's just a lot of good shit. I love Ozarks. I got to try and catch up with, with that one too, man. There's, there's a lot of good stuff on TV. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Look, this weekend right here is another example why you wish you had a pool in your backyard. If you don't have one, Alan Taylor's who you need to call. This is the reason why you live in San Diego. The weather's outstanding. Nothing like having a pool in your backyard. At the same time, if you already have a pool but you aren't using it because it needs repairs, Alan Taylor's the guy you want to talk to. Don't forget Taylor May Pools. That phone number is 619-449-4452. Again, ask about the available financing, 619-449-4452. Absolutely amazing Chamber of Commerce Day yesterday, right? Yes. We talked about it too. Yesterday was that day where it was like a perfect storm of sports. Kind of cool. Next Saturday is the Kentucky Derby. There's a Canelo fight. NBA and NHL or yeah, NBA and NHL playoffs going on, like so many different things. And we mention it because you can say, well, yeah, usually I go out, but I want to see all these things. Well, what do you do in between games? Man, take advantage of that pool you have in the backyard and nobody builds a pool better than our friends at Taylor made pools. You can see it for yourself on our website. And I, I had a buddy finally go, you know what, man, I finally did what you told me to do. Go look at those pools. He's like, now I get it. Like, they're unbelievable, and it doesn't matter how big your backyard is. Alan and his team can hook you up, check it out, find out for yourself why the best pool in town is a tailor-made pool. Absolutely. Dan Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to your financial needs. As Again, you should have paid your taxes by now. What are you going to do with the money when it comes back? Dan Williams can walk you through the process. Look, let's get out of debt. That's the most important thing. He'll tell you that. You don't want to owe anybody money, but also let's help get you help in getting out of the rental market and buying your first home. Dan Williams is the guy you want to talk to at 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. I feel bad for Dan. I thought the Lions had a fun draft. They went on, drafted some fun players, and I called him on Thursday, excited for him. And, man, he was just down in the dumps. Ah, come on. It's always the Lions. Like, <laughs> it oh, is always the Lions. He's not I wrong. know. I've been there, but I felt bad. And this is the other reason why I feel bad for Dan, and I blame all of you. For none of you stepping in and taking care of this issue, Dan is one of these guys obsessed with putting on Twitter that thing like two people followed me and nine people unfollowed yeah. me. I don't like that. I feel bad for him. Now, don't, don't worry do about it. Yeah, get rid of that app. If you have that on your phone, get rid of it. Yeah, I don't like that at all. There's not that anybody who chose to unfollow you, Dan, they're dumb because you got Two Minute Tuesday, you've got all my great information. You're very easy follow yeah you've got great vintage basketball videos you put up there which are awesome 
so much fun to see the guys that are there where the game originated playing in their little uh, low-top shoes. The peach basket, having yeah. to get the ladder out to get the ball. Set shots. Awesome. Yeah, I don't, I, that, I, I don't like that. He's got to get rid of that. So uh, next time you see Dan do that, we all just jump in. Dan, stop it. We're, we're all here. We're all still following you. Yeah. And uh, finances make a very, very big difference. Making sure that you have the borrow smart, repay smart, because Friday night, I'm excited. Friday night, my son and I are going to see Pearl Jam. We're That's seeing exciting. Pearl Jam at the Forum, something we've wanted to do for a long, long time. And we're able to do it because the bills are paid, got a little money in the bank, and it's a very, very nice place to be. But unfortunately, as I was saying to my sons tonight, man, I have been there. When you look at that checking account, it feels like you've got about $16 in the checking account. It feels like it's 16 days to payday. That sucks. And if any of you are going through that right now, that is not where you want to be. Let Dan help you out. 858-688-6813. Talked to Brian Curry the other day. Brian nice. Curry, it was Friday night, like at 845. My wife says, let's call Brian Curry. I said, I don't want to bother Brian. Yeah. Sure enough, Brian picks up the phone. Of course. He's What's going awesome. on? He's easy to get to, easy to work with. Dan's the same way. These guys are, are oh. so accessible. But Brian Curry w- was great. We asked him a question because he said he heard it on the show last week. I mentioned the neighbor across the street who's yeah. selling his house. And he goes, let's keep an eye on it. And he goes, you might be in a situation you might guys might want to sell right now, too. Yeah. And so, of course, the big question is, where are you going next? Carlsbad, five Brian's, minutes from my office. <laughs> Brian's the guy you, you want to talk to because he's going to get you the most from your home. He, he, yeah. he gave so much information. He was obviously very, very helpful. He will be that way with you. Here's some great news also. Brian and Dan Williams are working together now. Yeah. So I'm really it. excited about that. We had huge news in our house today. Okay, really good news. This is one of those days where you go, man, today was a good day. Nice. Because you're always happy when good things happen to your kid. Yeah. Oh, I like this. My son bought his first house today. No way. Yes, he bought his first house. We were out. All of a sudden, he turns to me, he looks at his phone, he looks back, and he goes, I just bought a house. Where? In Nashville, Tennessee. No way. And so he moved away last August. He's absent to be in town visiting us right now, but he moved away last August. With This was the reason. Yeah. This was the hope because it's hard to, to get started in Especially San Diego. Especially first house, yeah. And so uh, the fact that he was sitting there looking for houses, looking for houses, put a bid on a house, didn't think he was going to get it. You know, time passed no where he's way. like, man, they would have called me already if I got the house, if they accepted my bid. And sure enough, they accepted his bid. He's a homeowner. That's amazing. How crazy is that? That so, is so I'm amazing. super, super proud of him that he's uh, he's a homeowner and uh, very excited. How can he not be? That's it's, crazy. It's fantastic. And uh, and it's just funny. By himself, man. No money from from us. Not, he didn't go in it with anybody else. Kind of nuts that he That's by himself, insane. he bought a house. That's It's brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. It, it's one of many, many good decisions he will make and uh, couldn't be more excited for him. And I remember that energy, the nerves, yeah. all of that that comes with being a homeowner. But I tell you what, it's one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my life. I'm sure you and Rita feel the same way, and I'm sure Josh feels the same way. And if you want to be a first-time home buyer, Dave said it. I mean, we're not going to tell you a line. That we're not, we're not going to you know, sell, sell you a line. It's tough in San Diego, but as Dave also said, Dan and Brian are working together. Get your finances in order. Make sure you're ready to go. And then let Brian Curry help you find whether it's your third house or your first house. 
Your next house will be uh, found by Brian Curry and his team. Absolutely. Brian's number is 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. And, of course, Kyle Pfluger is doing great things with websites, helping out so many people that we know. I love when people come back to us and say, man, when you mentioned Kyle's name, I've heard it. But I finally picked up the phone and called and said, man, he is everything and more to helping my business grow. Kyle's your guy when it comes to websites, and you know how important it is. 619-500-6621. E-commerce continues to be where it is. I mean, Jim Betancourt mentioned it today. I said it. I mean, as much fun as we had walking around the mall in Escondido, you couldn't help but notice that there were plenty of places where a store used to be and the store's not there anymore. But if your business runs off of e-commerce, you have to just look around and go, are we continuing to provide the quality service that our customers demand? Because if we're not, our competitor is, and that's not going to get it done. So that's why Flugs and his team can jump in and help you. Uh, give him a call. Yeah, I mean, we're thrilled with what he's done with our site, jakesprojects.org, Dan Williams, we told you, Katie Temple, uh, Julie Brownman, and so many others have jumped in, found out what we found out. Flugs is as good as it gets. All right, here we go. Celebrity birthdays. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going May 2nd, okay? okay. I, I, I didn't feel good about my effort last time. I think I'm going to be much better. It was bad. These are all names. Well, I well, I'll say confirmation. Two, two of the three names are, are names that you know very well. Okay. Okay. So I expect you to do very well. Okay. May 2nd. Here we go. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock is the man. He is great. I'm going to say The Rock. I honestly have no idea how old The Rock is. I'm going to say The Rock is going to be 46. Okay. It's a big one. How about that one? Is that he 50? Up? He's 50. No kidding. Yep. 50. I'm going to say he's worth... Dude, holy shit. I'm going to say he's $250 million. Short. You're short on that. Really? $400? $320 million. Damn. Very cool guy, though, right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. likes The Rock, right? Yeah. If he would have slapped Chris Rock, what would have happened? Uh, Chris Rock would have <laughs> fallen down. <laughs> All right. Next one, David Beckham. David Beckham. I like this one. Dude, how old is this kid? All right, I'm going to go, I'm going to take my number from before. I'm going to say he is, uh, actually, I'm going to say Beckham is 43. 47. Really? Yep. Uh, I'll say 300 million. More. 600? 450 million dollars. Damn, dude. There we go. Another likable guy. Yeah, I agree. Last one, Paul George, Clippers. Paul George. God, this is a good one. Um, God, what is he? Let's say he's 31. 33. 33. Okay. 200 million. 110 million is what it says. But that's always tough with NBA guys. Yeah. NBA guys are always kind of fishy because of the contracts and endorsements. Yeah, they, they fuck this up all the time. Yeah. But we only had a few, so I had to throw Paul George in there. I like that one. All right, here we go. Five random questions. These are really, really random. Okay. Are you the kind of guy that will go to a restaurant and order soup? <laughs> What's your favorite soup? That's very funny. I'm not a soup guy. However,. Uh, we love The Godfather. Yeah. Nick Canepa turned me on to The Godfather. And if you go there, the clam chowder is outstanding. Now, I yeah. said... Clam chowder is great. It's funny. I told you last time we were in here. You said, has there ever been a food that you couldn't eat, right, where you had so much of it? And I told you, Jolly Jolly Roger yeah. in Solana Beach almost killed me uh, with food poisoning. But, yeah, that's it. We like chili. 
my sons and I like chili, but <laughs> but not anything I'm going to order like a restaurant. I, I I don't think I've ever once. I feel like I'm not old enough to be a soup guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's something old people do. Yeah, I mean, I've have you ever gotten a half know? a sandwich and a bowl of soup? Yeah, no, <laughs> ever. Oh, what is Dude, it? Let me know when that day comes. Right. You got to be in your 70s, right? Right. You know, the, yeah. Oh, now, uh, hang on. Yeah. I will say. Uh, you ever eat soup out of a, out of a sourdough uh, roll? No, nope, I never have. I've been tempted, not going to lie. Uh, so one I'm, of the funniest lines in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. I'll tell you, at the, um, there's a Mexican restaurant. Not far from my kid's house. Yeah. Uh, the Mexican soup that's like... The tortilla the, soup? Well, tortilla soup is one, but the meatball soup, I'll, I don't know, I, I'll fuck it up. A-L-B-O-N-D-G-A-S or whatever. Dude, unbelievable. And they're, it's something their mom loves. Yeah. Um, but no... Like clam chowder at the Godfather. Yeah. That's probably about it. That yeah. Mexican soup. You eat vegetable soup or chicken noodle soup? Uh, only when you're sick, yeah. right? But like you go to Panera, one of those yeah. places. God damn, I'm telling you, when you're sick, that Panera chicken yeah. noodle soup's outstanding. That is funny. Doesn't Sean have a soup? I thought there was a soup that I'm everybody's sure hyping at, uh, at Cali Comfort. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll ask him when I see him tomorrow. I'll see him. That's I funny swear. Stuff. I feel like there's a soup there that people have loved. Oh, my gosh. All right. Here we go. Okay. What's your favorite potato chip? Oh, I like that call. That's really good. Because there's a Jersey Mike's right by um, the office. I, I, so funny, Dave. I would say probably eight out of ten times. I'm probably just going bake Lay's. Yeah. Like the old, okay. you know, Lay's. But then every now and then you'll change it up and go sour cream and yeah, onion. Yeah, I'm a sour cream and onion guy. Yeah. My son's yeah. like the, uh, is it the cheddar ruffles? Yeah. Those are good too. Those are good? I'm a chip guy. I, I never buy chips, man. They never have, I never have no. them house because I can't stop eating them. But we went, I'll tell you what, we went to a sandwich place, another Cade. There's been 90 goddamn yeah. Cades this week. That's that? funny. The LSU. What's up with LSU? Cade York? Yeah. And then whoever that kid was. Um, Kay Doherty. Kay Doherty. Uh, we went yesterday to a little sandwich shop not far from my house, and they had those, the brand, the Dirty Chips. Never had them. Really good. Yeah. Those were good. But my kids will always get, my son likes, he'll get jalapeno chips. Yeah. He'll get those all the time. And then his brother gets uh, barbecue all the time. Sorry, it's important to Jeff. Look at the TV. This kid on Tennessee threw 105.5 miles an hour. Whoa. <laughs> he looks like Jerry Royce. How old is that guy? That's amazing. Yeah, he's a big kid, huh? Yeah. I mean, if he's throwing 105 and a half miles an hour in college, if wow. his arm doesn't throw, blow out, how fast does this guy end up throwing? Yeah. What's your favorite chip? It's sour cream and onion. That's yeah, it. Right? The, the, yeah, the Lay's ones. Those yeah. are the best ones. For me, those are the best ones. Yeah. It's funny you just mentioned. It's one of the questions. What restaurant serves the best sandwich? Oh, there you go. Um, I think about this, right? What do you think? Well, I mean, I mean get to Jake and Callie. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, like a, You're talking like, like a sandwich shop. Yeah, like a like a sandwich shop. Uh, I go Jersey Mike's. Yeah, I'm a Jersey Mike's guy too. I, I yeah. have a, just a few complaints about Jersey Mike's. Let that, me hear it. That guy didn't tip at the end. That drives yeah, me a little, a little annoying. I hate that in all restaurants. The tip but thing. But do you know what they, you pay attention to that drill <laughs> that they do? No. You pay attention to no. what they do what at they Jersey say? Mike's? What do they do? So when you tip, and it doesn't matter if you tip 10% or 40%, yeah. when you're done, they hit the hotel bell. Bang. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because you pay attention and they hit it. And most of the people working the line will yell at you and say, thank you, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, so then when you're there and the guy doesn't tip and they're like, oh, you're, you're <laughs> you cocksucker. You asshole. Fucking kids. Just... And so is that, you know, oh, I need this, 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 all of that. The thing at Jersey Mike's that they do a little too much of is I just go, yeah, let's get, you know, sandwich, whichever one, lettuce, tomato, salt, pepper, right? Like in yeah. that oil, whatever. And uh, God damn, they put about nine pounds of lettuce. Down. Hey, easy there. Easy there. What are you doing? But yeah, Jersey Mike's is pretty damn good. It is good. It, it, it is good. It doesn't disappoint. Pretty expensive for a sandwich. Yeah. It doesn't disappoint. It's funny. So yesterday... I had to run into Rite Aid real quick. I was going to a graduation party for a friend of our son. Okay. And I'm late. I'm like, fuck, man. Someone told me the party started at 5.30. Someone said 6.30. Party started at 3. I'm already oh, three hours shit. late to a party. Okay. So I'm like, fuck, I got to hurry up and go get this guy in card and put a check in it. Yeah. So I grabbed the card. I'm in line behind two people. Oh, boy. Okay. And I know I'm, I'm going to drop the race because it's important. It's, it's a white lady, black man, then me. Okay. Okay. The white lady goes through first. She pays walks off about 20 feet now the, the the black guy steps in and then the cashier goes man was that lady a bitch <laughs> and he goes that's my girlfriend oh no yeah that oh, was my no. girlfriend and she just didn't think you know hey that could be his girlfriend oh boy and she's like i'm just saying she must be pissed at you look at the way she's standing over there that's an angry at you move and i'm like oh shit and then that guy leaves and then she rips the fuck out of that guy to me and I just look at her. I go, lady, I'm not going to say a thing. Yeah. I go, you. Then I'm open to Yeah. You. I go, you're going to rip me to the person behind me? I've never been in any place in my life where they, she just fucking ripped the fuck out of everybody that walked through the line. Oh, you can't do that. Man. You can't do that. No. I, it was so bizarre. Yeah. The whole thing was nuts, man. You see that couple, there's a big fight coming and she's talking to me and I'm she's like. She's in panic mode. Yeah. I'm like, lady, just fucking ring up the card. I got to yeah. go and I know you're going to rip me. I have nothing to say. I said, I know you. Yeah. The fight mode's going to be when he tells his girlfriend what you just said. And she comes <laughs> back here and smacks you. And we see you on Fight Club on social media. That's it. All right. Next question. What's okay. the most annoying. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. What's the most annoying thing about your favorite social media platform? Uh. Oh, that's funny. Uh, they refuse to update the uh, the algorithm. Like, yeah, I'm never on Facebook. Yeah. Instagram's not bad. No, I like Instagram. Instagram's you would cool. love TikTok, by the way. Really? You, lo you would love it. I saw someone send something the other day to a, a mutual friend of ours again. Yeah. And it was his son sent it to him. And he goes, Dad, stop sending me this shit from Instagram. We've all saw it on TikTok three months ago. And I laughed my ass off. They're right. Everything you see on Instagram, they've had on TikTok for months. Oh, that's funny. Um, no, I think um, I don't need to see all the replies. Like, we have a few friends on Twitter. Yeah. They're a little too retweeted happy. Like, yeah. Calm down. 
If I need to see it, I, I'll see it. I don't need it. Um, but no, for the most That's part. That's why I say that. There's, there's some, some stuff. You and I both use Twitter a lot. So many of the people listening to the show use Twitter. I don't like when people are put all of us against each other sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, I got it. When Jeff and I do it, it's different. It's but stupid. sometimes people try and bring you and I into conversations that yeah. we have. I don't want to be in all these. My phone goes nuts all day long. Yeah. You don't have to. Well, there was a, a great one. So I, like, I've just gotten to the point where I've just had to mute people yeah. so much that last night, for people that don't understand, there was an, a pretty amazing thing happened yesterday when you had a woman's fight main event at Madison Square Garden. Amanda Siriano, who I think going into that fight was like, uh, uh, I think she was 40 and one or you know, 36 and one with 30 knockouts against Katie Taylor, who's a six time champion. And Katie Taylor has like 30, you know, right? Like some crazy number with six. Not, I mean, it was an unbelievable one loss between them, multiple world championships between them. And, uh, and they finally, this fight had been developing for two years and they fought last night. It was the main event at Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden is sold out yeah. for a woman's boxing match, right? All week long, they're on the Today Show, everything else. This fight gets going. Now, the thing that bothered me about the fight, Dave, was it was 10 two-minute rounds. Now, you have the two best in the world, you, and it's a championship fight. Any male championship fight is 12 rounds, three-minute yeah. rounds. These two came out and got after it. And Katie Taylor is undefeated. Siriano has her out on her feet in the fifth round. You're like, holy shit. Neither one of them had ever been knocked down in their career. Siriano's got her injured and like ready to go to the point that Katie Taylor's standing in the corner. And I'm like, I'm telling Jack, I go, you got to wave this fight off, dude. She has nothing in her. She's looking right past her trainer. And I'm like, dude, she's going to get fucking hurt. And her trainer's talking. She comes out, and it's the weirdest thing. Siriano just boxes and doesn't come in and go for it. And she's a, she allows Katie Taylor to get her second win. Taylor comes back. Seven, eight, and nine are unbelievable. And the 10th round is the craziest round I've seen in the last five years where they literally just stood toe-to-toe and just threw bombs both of them staggered. The bell rings, and Katie Taylor wins the most narrow split decision, right? Yeah. I put on social media, this was like Hagler Hearns. It's the best fight I've seen in five years. So that dumb fuck John Nikos writes, you're delusional. John, let me tell you something. I rarely will say this. I will fucking run circles around you anytime you want to talk boxing. You don't know shit. I've judged 235 amateur fights. My career was 97%, and honestly, I should have been 100% as a judge. I was going to fucking school you on social media last night and tell you, John, do yourself a favor. I, I humor you, and, and there's certain shit. Yeah. Don't ever jump in, because to me, Dave, it was one of the best nights in boxing, period. And yeah. to see these two, and then when the fight's over and Katie Taylor's announces the winner... She's like, my God, it was unbelievable. Amanda Siriano comes over and gives her a hug. And 
Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated says, Amanda, what did you think? And she said, I'll tell you what. I thought I did enough. I had her out in the fifth. The rounds were close, but, he, but she said, but let me tell you something, Chris. We're women, and it's not our position to tear each other down. We build each other up. Wow. So Katie won tonight, but look where we are. Nobody said we could sell out Madison Square Garden. We just sold it out. She said, from my point of view, we gave everybody a good show. How does everybody feel? The crowd went crazy. And she said, tonight was Katie's night. And I hope we get a chance to do it again, and we'll see what happens. They're going to sell out a 100,000-seat stadium in Ireland. And I'm like, this was Hagler Hearns. Dave, watch it. It's Hagler Hearns. And when some dumb fuck tries to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, there's 9,000 things I don't know what I'm talking about, John. (laughs) You don't know what you're fucking talking about. So go fuck yourself. 100%. Go fuck yourself. Then I had a guy... Yesterday, see, I can't, I can't just fuck people up on Twitter like I'd like to. My sister writes the funniest thing because she had not watched Ed Marinero. Yeah. Now, let me just ask you, Dave, now that this point's come up. When you're watching Ed Marinero the other day, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, oh, my God. Like, right? Yeah, like this is a train wreck. Terrible, right? Yeah. How, what did the average person that was up on the stage was how long? Ah, dude, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, right? How long did Ed Marinero go? Dude, it seemed like forever. Right. Min- minutes and minutes and minutes. This was a guy that when I was a kid, he's yeah. the Vikings running back. Yeah. When he's on Hill Street sure, Blues, you're kind of right. proud of it. And now as you're sitting there, and they've already fucked up by not taking the kid you want him to take at 14. Yeah. And Ed Marinero's talking about his purple jacket and his draft day experience and how he didn't want to be drafted by the Packers. And all you want to do is just hear the pick. I'm like, this is just fucking awful, right? (laughs) This is so bad. (laughs) So my sister puts a post out because she didn't know. Yeah. She's like, hey, here's Ed Marinero. And I go, Ed needs to be put out to pasture. That was terrible. Some dumb fuck's like, you don't put human beings out to pasture. <laughs> this is a terrible thing to say. Grow up, right? And I go and look. Dave, this guy has a, vis- a picture on Twitter, and he's got a tattoo on his forehead. Yeah. So my sister writes, nice forehead tattoo. <laughs> now, what I want to tell this guy is, listen, fuckhead. I'm talking to my sister. None of us know you from anywhere. You follow me. I don't follow you. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I can't do yeah. that shit anymore. I'm like, ah, fuck. Whatever. <laughs> I just mute him out too. But I'm like, I just missed the days because my sons were talking about yeah. it today. They were saying how their football coaches tell them every day, be very, very careful about what you post on social media. Yep. They used the Chris Rock, or uh, I'm sorry, Kevin Hart example and how it cost him the Academy Awards. And I'm like, you know what? Every day there's somebody you want to tee up and you can't do it. No, I have the same conversation with the guys I coach too. You can't direct message them. You can't do anything, right? Because everything's a screenshot because everybody's a bunch of pussies and off it goes. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't know why people feel the need to, to tag me in something or tag. Just leave us out of it. Especially, this is what I would say. I'm glad if you like the show or anything else. But if we're, 
in Escondido today at this mall, and me and Dave are walking. Is there any chance we know you? And if the answer is no, then don't tag me in anything. Right, Dave? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, you know, I noticed something today that came up. There are people that we, we aren't friends with, that we don't talk to. Yet you're tagging us in posts. And there yeah. are people that either we blocked or they blocked us that I'm like, dude, I can't read what the fuck's happening. I can't even follow along. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm like, like, I'm like, just leave us out. Leave me out. Leave me out. And it's one of those things where, look, Jeff and I give each other shit all the time. But we talk yeah. to people yeah. every day. Yeah. It, it, it's really pretty easy to figure out. If we talk about you on the show, we're friends. Yeah. If we don't talk about you on the show, we probably aren't friends. And so it's it's one of those where like, man, this is, it gets crazy because I'm, in all honesty, and you, especially with your two young boys you're with all the time, yeah, you, can, you don't want to be looking at your phone all the time. No. And my phone goes off nonstop. Your phone goes off nonstop. I understand you, 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 your, your, your heart's probably in a good spot, but holy fuck, man. Don't tag if you, us. If you literally, yeah. I have to turn my phone upside down because it, it, it lights up all night long. Usually it's you guys telling me to eat shit. Well, those are. <laughs> I get a lot of fuck yous and eat shit all night long. I did like the one today. I like this one. This was funny. Yeah, you hung them out to dry today. That was great. Well, I'll tell you why. Okay, so Pete and Point Loma writes that Trevor Bauer has shirts that say, bring Bauer back. Yeah. So Pete writes, Dave ordered five of these. You write, not me. I was against that signing. From the beginning. Which is true. I said it right on the show. Billy, uh, classy Billy Blassie writes, I thought you said you didn't like him, but when you signed, you seemed like you were pretty good with it. No, I don't think I was good with it at all. I, I, why would I say before they sign him, I don't want him. So then you wrote, no, ask Jeff. I was against him from day one. So that's a perfect opening. Yeah. I just wrote, I think Billy's right. <laughs> why would you do that? You're the only guy well, I had why? as a witness. Why, you racist bastard? Why because, am I a racist now? What because I do now? the other day, when somebody writes a post ripping on Quentin Byfield, who's a 19-year-old kid and is going to be an impact player in the NHL, he's literally 19, you write, oh, he sucks. I'm like, you know less about hockey. No, than- because he's the guy you've been pushing nonstop. He's, he's going to He's gotten off to a bad start. That was my point. It was me giving you a hard time. Yeah, he'll be a stud. By the way, the one social media thing I would change, and Elon Musk is going to do it, I'm excited, is it going to add an edit button to mm. Twitter. Thank God, because I can't see for shit. Right. And I fuck up all the time. I just want to be able to fix it before you guys kill me on it. You guys catch it every time. Well, I, Dave, I did a lot of research over the weekend because I've seen a lot of you are really, really frustrated by Elon Musk coming in and buying Twitter. Guess what I figured out? If you're that upset about it, get rid of Twitter. Yeah. Save your breath, man. What's wrong with you people? Fuck. Like, I, I, there's just some people that are not happy unless they're miserable. Exactly right. I, or, or just block the people you don't like. Exactly right. Or mute them. Here we go. Last okay. question. We'll get out of here. What's the best and worst thing about the United States? Oh, that's funny. Uh, what comes to your mind? Oh, I think just the best thing is just the ability to do what... I could do today just the freedom that you have right they just go with your kids and go and you can goof off at the mall and do virtual reality and and all those kind of things the 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 worst thing for me Dave is just in a lot of ways and I don't know if it's everywhere fuck man we're just not very nice to each other no we are really at the end I, I mean unfortunately I think racism it's still a huge thing in this country, but I, and it all falls under the same umbrella. I just don't think overall we're very nice to each other. No. I, I just think we're, 
Could be that we're just very, very self-centered and, and in our own world. But um, The last five, six years showed me more than ever how much we lack compassion. Yeah, you know? just common sense. Yeah. So, you know, for me, the best thing about living here, I love the fact that the United States sets the world standard. We're the, yeah. we're the leaders of the free world. I love the fact that we are what we are. I love the fact we rally at times. I mean, it seems oh, yeah, like it takes time. things to to go to shit before we rally. I like the fact we, we support our military. I like all that big stuff. Big time. Um, we got a major problem with homeless people, not only in San Diego, yeah. but everywhere. And we all turn our heads and act like, you know, if I drive by these tents fast enough, it's not a big deal. I'll forget about it when I get back to my neighborhood. It's bad everywhere. But yeah. you talk about moving to downtown San Diego all the time. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's not even comfortable <clears throat> to walk the streets in downtown San Diego or San Francisco or Los Angeles or any major right. city. And it's it's crazy to me that we can't figure out a, a solution to this. But again, it continues to get worse and worse. Doesn't help in other cities buy them a bus ticket yeah, and send, send them, them here. Send them here. Yeah. I mean, that, that should Thanks, be. Thanks, Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it's just those kind of things. But no, you're right, man. And it's just... I don't know for me, and, and it, it could just be the parent, right? But you see those people that are really fighting the fight and struggling. And for me, I always look at it and I, I said, you know, it changes each year, but I'm like, God damn, at one point they were a 10 year old kid, right? At yeah. one point they were 12 and now they, they were a 14 year old kid. And, and Dave, last night, my, my kids had the ability you know, we say it because we're up at Staples Center and or or Crypto.com. And it's funny because uh, we take the 110, right? We get off at, at Martin Luther King, yeah. ironically. And we take a left, we go over to Figueroa. Then we take Figueroa and to 8th and Fig. And we park right up there. And then when we come out, we just kind of cut back. But when you, handful of places along that drive you see the homeless encampments. And I said to my sons, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we're up there, and I'm like, you know, man, think about the last couple of weeks. I said, you guys were in Guatemala, yep. traveling Mexico City. I said, I was in Toronto. I said, opportunity to see some really good friends. I said, we ate well. We had good meals, we put clean clothes on, and I said, here we are tonight, uh, fortunate enough to be, you know, in a safe car. We're clean, we're going to go get something to eat, we're going to have the opportunity to see a professional hockey game tonight, right? Pretty exciting. And I said, since the last time we made that drive, it's probably a lot of people that have just been right here wondering when they're going to get the opportunity to do any of the things we just talked about. And I just, I don't know, man, I'm a very big believer and maybe it's my longtime friendship with Bob McElroy at the alpha project, who is just probably my favorite guy in San Diego for what he does and continues to do while not seeking the spotlight. He just goes out and his team at the alpha project grinds every day. It's why we love him so much. But yeah, man, I, I try to not take anything for granted every day, right? Because yep. I just say to my sons, man, those people at one point were 14, and I don't know what, what their home life was like at that point, their school life, decisions they made, but man, oh man, somewhere their path led them here, and that it, it's heartbreaking. I hear you completely. No, it's, uh, it's weird. Going downtown, 
it's and anyone who's a man, I think, will say the same thing. When you're with your your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, your sister, mm-hmm. usually when you walk down the street, the guy always goes closer to the street, right? And the, yeah. And the girl walks on the inside. Yeah. When you go downtown, it's oh, just no the opposite. The guys are always on the inside and the yes. girls on the outside because you're worried about what's going on on the inside that someone could, could hurt them. Well, so, like, there's no way you're going to have your two boys with you closest to the side. You're going to be going to. It's a one time in your life you're going to have your kids closest to the street. The uh, I mean, that says something. They're, they're safer closer to the street. Yeah the the one that really made it hit home. Uh, and and look, it, I I think it's maintained that level, if not gotten worse. Was about a year ago, we were going to a Padre game. Yeah. Um. My ex's office is right by 4th and B. So we parked out there, right? She can park in the garage. I parked on the street. And I got out and we get out of the car. And, dude, this is down by 4th and B, right? This used to always be like, when I remember when we were talking about the stadium, we talked so much about it had the Chargers been successful in getting that thing done, that the goal was to clean up starting at about probably 12th and moving east all the way out to the five, right? And, yeah. and trying to clean up that area. So now we're at, we're at fourth and B and I get out. I'm going to put coins in the meter and a very nice older lady, probably about my mom's age says, um, Hey, you probably want to walk with your boys uh, straight ahead and go. I said, well, I, I wish I could, but their mom is back at that corner. I, I have to go left. I can't go right. And she said to me, okay, well, if I was you, I, I would stay close to the building and put your sons on the outside. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I realize as we're walking and we're getting closer to Fifth Avenue, there's a guy completely passed out. Dave, this is 5 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. This guy's completely passed out uh, in the corner of a building kind of in the entryway and he has no pants on he soiled himself and he's it's dirty yeah and you go holy shit man like you know you just feel like the poor guy that's can't be any more demoralizing than that and i appreciate the lady giving me a heads up to say hey protect my sons from that but i'm like man that's the world right now where we're at and so yeah we just keep building fucking bike lanes in this town. That's all we do. We build bike lanes. We fight the height restrictions. We do all this stupid shit. And as Dave pointed out, their guys covered in their own shit laying in the fucking street. We just climb over them and say, oh, eh, I'll forget about else. it in 30 seconds. You know, it's somebody else's problem, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Sad. I'm with you. All right, so we're back this week. Wednesday is going to be tough for me. Can you do another day? Why, why is Wednesday <laughs> tough? You know what I'm doing? Um, I'm doing two two shows. On uh, I'm doing another show besides our show. I'm doing uh, that on-air show with Sully. Oh, fun. With Costa, Randy, nice. Randy Jones, Jason Ostell. Nice. And uh, it's up in Carlsbad. I'll be yeah. up actually in your area. And then but they I'm, tape at 11, right? They tape at 11, but then I'm doing one at 5.30 with Kim Reed on her show. And she's no doing way. She's doing nice. a big show on on basically people who are in pain. And so oh, she's asked nice. me for a long time and because of baseball I haven't been able to do it. But she's she she goes through her own battles. And so yeah. uh 
I'm happy to do it with her, and so I'm just going to be up there all day long. So, uh, but unless we we do this late, unless you can do like eight thirty, uh, we can go late okay. on on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, we'll go late on Wednesday because uh, Thursday, yeah, okay. Thursday is Cinco de Mayo, and I don't oh, want to oh, drive home right. on Cinco de Mayo again. That's right. Yeah, no, oh yeah, no kidding. Okay, good deal. We'll be we'll back on late. Wednesday, everybody. Door. I laugh so hard I'm a little boy.